And that transition to the stage, as you say, heralds again the different styles and stage set pieces that developed on her stage shows. Yeah, completely. Mm. It, it really is a transitional kind of I think so. moment in, in, in fashion, in her career. It was the end of, of Charlene. We'd never really seen Kylie like this before. That That and is not Charlene. Welcome to Kylie Behind the Scenes, a show where two Kylie superfans delve deep into Kylie's ever-evolving wardrobe and discuss her amazing costumes and what they mean to us. I'm Owen, people know me as Owen Minogue. And I'm Joe, not known as Minogue, and I'm sorry you, Robbie Williams was busy, so you're stuck with me for this episode. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. <laughs> You'll get to know us as Owen Joe, and we've been friends for about 20 years mm-hmm. as our Kylie orbits kind of collided, and we're part of a, a wider group of friends called the Kylie Crew, and we're here today to give you a more personal perspective on Kylie's incredible wardrobe. We've lined up uh, six episodes uh, for you featuring pieces that are old, some that are new and some that really don't get too much attention. You'll get our stories, our experiences and also insights into how these items are preserved at the Australian Performing Arts Collection. Uh, So we've got a special treat for you all today. We have Claudia Funder, who's part of the collections team from Art Centre Melbourne in with us. Yes, round of applause. Hello, thank you. you. Hi, Joe. Hi, Ivan. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for coming. And thank you for doing this podcast series. It's a really exciting thing to have the Kylie Collection delved into from a different viewpoint. Yeah. No, it's it's our pleasure. We're we're enjoying it so far. (laughs) We'd just like to know a little bit about you and what you do and and how you're involved with preserving our Kylie collections. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, um, my name's Claudia and I work with the curatorial team within collections at Art Centre Melbourne and we look after the Australian Performing Arts Collection, which is very large and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but it does go beyond the Kylie Minogue collection. <laughs> Damn. To around 800,000 items oh, wow. of yeah. <laughs> theatre, opera, dance, drama, circus, all sorts of topics. And my role is research coordinator. So I help people with research inquiries, with access to the collection, with their projects basically where they're doing research on through theatre or through performing arts. So they could be researching a book or a play or writing a script, performers, producers, family historians, academics, fans, Mm -hmm. all sorts (laughs) of people use the collection. (laughs) And I provide access to the collection for their research um, and tell stories about the collection and come and do things like this. Oh, (laughs) incredible. Just talk generally about (laughs) the collection. Oh, fantastic. So then with that, given that you are so knowledgeable on the collection, (laughs) we're aware you have a very special item for us to investigate this episode. What have you got with you? (laughs) Well, um, I thought I'd introduce everyone to a costume in the Kylie Minogue collection at the Australian Performing Arts Collection. Um, that is lesser known. Today we're here to talk about Kylie Minogue's je ne sais pas pourquoi dress, which is for the viewers who might not be able to see us or may be able to see us, is a (laughs) lovely um, sweetheart neckline 1950s vintage dress. It's a sort of grey-blue colour. Yeah, I was going to say, um, for anybody who isn't familiar with the je ne sais pas pourquoi music video, Give us a quick pause, go watch the music video on um, YouTube and come back to us so you know um, what the dress is that we're referring to. You'll see it soon as the music video starts. Yeah, that's a really good idea, Owen. It's a it's 
good to have it in mind. Um, it's such a different video to the rest of the videos from the singles on that album mm. and it's such a different look and it's such a different costume mm. within that set of music for the album, I guess. Um, and that's why we chose it. That's why I thought it would be interesting yeah. to have in your series because it's a 1950s inspired vintage clothing piece. Yeah. For many of the other videos on that album, she's in regular 19, where are we, 1988 yeah. <laughs> streetwear. She's walking down the Yarra. She's the girl next door in Melbourne, very contemporary. Yeah. But that's not what this is. This yeah, is no. very different. So Highly styled. Highly yeah. styled and that's why we thought we'd sort of talk about it today. Yeah, because you kind of answered one of my questions. I was going to ask you if it was a actual vintage piece that – was from the 50s or if it was something that was created in the 80s to represent or in the style of the well, 1950s? one fascinating thing I think about this costume is that we're actually not sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's lovely when things are donated to the collection and uh, much of Kylie's collection we do know the designer, yeah. particularly if it's a little bit later in her career when she's working with a whole lot of esteemed designers. Yeah. yeah. And they come with all of that information and that's terrific. But this is earlier than that. Mm. And I know you've already spoken about the hot pants and other items that were not designed for her but were bought or found. Charlene's yeah. overalls, which yeah. are just they're just, you know, off the rack overalls. Yeah. Um and I'm not quite sure whether this dress was handmade well made by her for her by somebody else. Or purchased or adjusted, I just don't know. Yeah, because um, that's some things that I always thought when I watched it. Is it just off the rack of Miss Shop in Maya or yeah, at the time? Or I, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to say it's off the rack because yep, in yep. the 1980s there was a lot of 50s styling going on. I was doing 50s rock and roll dancing at the time. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I we won't go there. But buying all my petticoats from Maya. So yep. they really oh. were doing 50s and that was 86, 87. And they really were doing 50s styled fashion. Um, so it could well have been bought off the hanger. Okay. Or because the clip is so stylized, maybe it was run up for her. Maybe yeah. she said, this is the sort of thing I want and, you know, who knows. Someone's gone a pattern and just whipped and, it up. And, yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's a combination of both. Maybe it's a bought item but was slightly adjusted and, you know. Who knows? Replicated to, yeah. in that fit. Yeah. So it's quite interesting that there is more to find out and more stories to discover and know about some of these, particularly the early yeah. costumes. It, do it does make you wonder what direction she was going in and, yeah. I think it gives a really big hint to yeah. the direction she was yeah. going in. But also, yeah. like, if there's somebody out there that may even be listening and oh, yeah. worked with her at that time, they may even know some information yeah, that you guys in <laughs> yeah. collections don't know. So if you yeah. do, get on the phone. Research <laughs> service at artcentremelbourne.com.au. Send it. me a note. Because that's <laughs> one thing that we were discussing as well. When you look at the music video, it does look like that the music video was shot in the back lots of Warner Brothers on the Gold Coast, which would have been around the same time that she could have possibly been filming The Delinquents and that's why, which was set in that era and that's why her styling was in that direction. So it kind of, there was that flow-on effect from the music video to the movie that was about to come out and maybe 
even so, that could have been part of the wardrobe department for the movie and they've brought it over. It wasn't used in the film. It was well, could have been. Video. And it's also been suggested that it might have been run up by somebody, the wardrobe department of Channel 10 from oh, Neighbours. Wow. Oh, wow, well, yeah. So, yes. you know, there's a number of avenues by which yeah. that might have happened. Mm. Um, Kylie's always had an interest in vintage clothing. Yeah. And yes. she, at that yeah. time, did a lot of her shopping at the Campbell Market, Sunday Campbell Market. Which still goes now. Which still is, runs. Which yep. is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and still operates, and I can, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, lot, I think a lot not of people knowing. were doing their shopping there at that time, <laughs> wearing <laughs> that gear. No. But I think not knowing is part of what makes it special in a way. It, it allows us to have this conversation mm. and, yeah. and create the stories and speculate about this one piece in particular and what might have happened to, to get us to this point. It invites us to think... What were her connections through wardrobe at the time? If it wasn't a designer, was it a market? Was it a wardrobe person? Was it the delinquents film that was coming up inspiring this? Was it the was it the neighbours people? Was it part of all of that mixed with Kylie's own interest in yeah. vintage? And it could be, you know, there's no one story. It could be a mishmash yes. of all of yes. that stuff. Yeah. But it's certainly, you know, when you look at the delinquents, when you look at this, they're just... You know, hand in hand. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll assume that's what happened. <laughs> we'll assume that's what happened. And um, when you look at this video clip in relationship to the others from the album, as we've said, this is so different. Yes. It's very cinematic in a way. Um, it's telling. It's the song itself is a narrative. So the music video marries quite well. It's telling a story. It's like a little motion picture. It's a theatrical set yeah, piece. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's set in. Paris, she's waiting for a date, she's being stood up, you know, what's the worst place for a romantic liaison <laughs> yeah. to be stood up in but in Paris? Yeah. So, you know, the, the poignancy of that is remarkable. She's trying to speak French to the French woman to ask the time yeah. and it's raining <laughs> yeah. and, you know. Out of the Stock Aiken Waterman earlier eras, it's probably one of my favourite songs because it tells a story. Well, that, yeah. yeah. That you can and relate to. There aren't many ballads on that album. No. no. Uh, no. So it's very distinctive. It's theatrical, it's a set piece, it's a ballad, it's got a vintage setting, it's... You know, that it starts marking a very different time, I think, for Kylie into a vintage and maybe handmade or specific, let's say specifically made, be yeah. it designer or by whomever, um, away from the straight wardrobe and into the curated, cultured, it, couture wardrobe for a particular setting, for a set piece. And that transition to the stage, as you say, heralds again the different styles and stage set pieces that developed on her stage shows. Yeah, completely. Mm. It, it really is a transitional kind of I think so. moment in, in, in fashion, in her career. It was the end of, of Charlene. We'd never really seen Kylie like this before. That yeah. That and is not Charlene. <laughs> Definitely not. In me. any way. Yeah. Uh, but at simultaneously, probably the most Charlene we'd seen her in music in that she was acting again in, yeah. in, yeah. in a music video, which she kind of also had never really done that in terms of scripted before sure. yeah and and yeah it was a precursor for for the the kind of visual that she would end up giving us and and being known really as a, a fashion chameleon and style icon well that's right and mm. I, although it hasn't got sparkles and spangles and sequins <laughs> yeah. it's heading toward it yeah it's yeah. got shimmer yes. and it's got glamour and look at the Coiffured hairstyle. Yeah, the pin curls. Yeah. Pin yeah. curls. <laughs> it's pin-up girl 1940s. It's Grace Kelly or Vargas Girl, wartime Vargas. Yes, yes. Um, you know, the the 
pin-up girls on the aeroplanes, that sort of look. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's akin to that. So there was a whole series of – they're called Vargas Girls and there was a whole series of those done for Esquire magazine yeah, around yeah, 1940 yeah. and oh, that's wow. where a lot of that look comes from. So it really ties into the 1940s pin-up girl, Vargas girl, elegant Grace Kelly, 40s, 50s sort of vintage thing. That's where I kind of position it. I'm loving hearing this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just there smiling and nodding, smiling because I'm just listening to everything you've got to say because I've never really thought gone that deep into it. So we're so lucky to have I love you here that stuff. to talk about this. I love this. that stuff. Yeah. And, I, 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 you know, Kylie may not have even thought about that consciously. Yeah. I don't know. She yeah. wanted a certain look and she wanted it to be Hollywoodish or something. Yeah. But that Hollywood glamour comes from... 1940s and 50s Hollywood glamour, which comes from, you know, all of that stuff that we've been talking about, the wartime pin-up girls and you know, yeah, so yeah, forth. So you can track it back in an academic exercise. Yes. And I love <laughs> an academic exercise. Um, you can track it back to all of those visuals and it, you know, really suits. It's really good. I even came fascinated by just the the notion of what colour it even is because you start watching the video. I remember being younger and watching the video and thinking it was blue and then halfway through it was like, no, it's like an ice mint colour. And yeah. then the uh, exhibition happened at the Art Centre in Melbourne with the, the costumes and no, the visuals for that uh, are quite a vivid green, but then the same set of visuals has a sort of muddy green, but the liner <laughs> notes say it's grey. Oh, yeah. So it was like... <laughs> What colour is it? But that's funny though because how many costumes that we did see in that exhibition, including this one, where you see it with your own eyes right in front of you and it is a particular colour but then when you watch it on film it translates completely different when it's under the lights and everything. So I'm glad you brought that up. So it might be in various lights, in various tones, in various eras, it probably look like all of those colours. Yeah. yeah. With the, the 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 song itself, the, the first time we'd heard her sing in, in another French. language. A la Francais, I've got a little bit of French, not much. <laughs> and, who, and who knew that, that, that Kylie even then was a massive Francophile? Yeah, yeah. So, well, there we are again, you know, introduces mm. us to another aspect. And maybe this is a sign of her also, um, I'm just thinking of this now, being more confident to show those aspects of her rather than being fashioned by the producers and Channel 10 and Neighbours and, you know, whoever and the record producers and so forth. Maybe she's now, this is is the literal visual sign that she's putting her own thing in. I'm putting in the vintage, I want to go a little bit French, you know, and we can see that that's taken all the way through going forward. Yeah. I, again, another. I, I, it's it's funny that that uh, this piece because we've sort of all agreed that it, it it doesn't stand out. It doesn't garner the attention that the other ones do. Yet when you look back at it, is it pops? In, it's pivotal. Yeah, yeah. It, it really was the beginning of so many things that we've come to love and appreciate about yeah. her without yeah. realizing that that's where it started. Yeah, and the, even the literal things like the sweetheart neckline. Yes. Later on, she's in bodices, and she's that's in true. all the yeah. French. Well, the showgirl stuff is all yeah, French originally. Yes. So, you know, it's signalling all of that too. You know, we have Je ne sais pas pourquoi to thank for that. Yes. Je ne sais pas pourquoi. <laughs> Indeed we do. Uh, so, Claudia, with the dress itself, there there are pieces that the Art Centre didn't acquire. There's a cashmere cardigan. There's a belt on it as well that uh, is in the clip that yeah. are not in the images on, online from the, the collection's uh, sourcing. Uh, I was just wanting to know, what is the process for acquiring Kylie items? Is there an arrangement or do you just get a special little Christmas package? <laughs> how, do, how does that work? <laughs> Happy Christmas. <laughs> um, there's, there's, a dis- there's a discussion, uh, a terrific relationship with Kylie, her family and her management. Oh, uh, and really they come to us and they offer items. 
Um, and sometimes they're moving things around or, you know, and I was sort of thinking of that sort of thing and thinking to yeah. make another donation. Yeah. Um, donations to the collection are very complicated. The Australian Performing Arts Collection has the status of a state collection. So it's on oh. equal par with the National Gallery of Victoria or oh, Museum wow. Victoria. So to enter something into the state collection, it goes through a rigorous long process oh, wow. of assessment. We have to do significance assessment, a provenance assessment, um, research on the items or the collection. Uh, we have to do a full financial prediction for it over, say, the next 10 years, how much is going to cost to store, conserve. We oh, have to get yes. valuations. Wow. and you know, it, It's yeah. a very <laughs> yeah. big process yeah. and can take up to two years. Oh, wow. And that's that. Can, that can sound slightly short sometimes. We work in museum time. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, if something, if items are donated, do you take everything? Uh, if Kylie says, "Here's everything I've got," or is there a process for selecting specific things? Well, if things? Kylie said, "Here's everything we've got," would say that's incredibly generous. <laughs> Let's have a little chat. <laughs> <laughs> because really, we can't collect everything and you wouldn't want to collect everything because I know I'm talking to the fans (laughs) I know it's all all significant for us it's all significant and it's all important but because we have to select that's what makes this dress stand out yes you know that's what makes the significant things significant and if you've got a whole lot of stuff which is fabulously important but slightly less significant it's that pedestal on which the significant things sit. That's what makes them important and significant. That's how I think about it. Oh, completely. Um, So we might not take everything that she offered, but we'd go through and there'd be several meetings and discussions. We'd go through and look at all the material and do some research. Where's that from? Why is that significant? What? There's 50 showgirl outfits here. We can't take 50. We'll take three. Which ones are we going to take? Why are we going to take the ones we're going to take? We'll take the pink one that was handmade with the sequins by the family. We'll take the Je ne sais pas pourquoi dress because it looks a bit different to everything else on that album. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So we do make a selection. Shout out to Kylie too. Throughout this whole entire series, the the foresight to have kept all of this stuff. Yeah. foresight and documentation is is actually phenomenal because when we do go through the material with her – she will – and, okay, we've gotten to a bit of a process with it now. Yeah. She knows all of it, what it's all – you know, it's all there. And there's been the times where I've – because you can um, – there's been open house with Melbourne where you can actually go into the vault and you can go look at all the – not all the collection, but key pieces in the collection. And we noticed some things going in as Kylie fans and something said um, from performance, we don't know um, – from unknown performance or live performance, and we've seen the picture of it on the side of its storage yeah. box – and we've gone back and we've done our own research <laughs> yeah. and then we got back to collections and said, this is from the Rhythm of Love tour, this was used in this song and we've emailed it through and it's been updated. Yeah. So it yeah. also comes hand in hand with the fans. If there's something that they have information about, they can also liaise with the collections with us. to update those details. A- absolutely. Yeah. And that happens regularly when people look at our online catalogue Hello, research service. You've made a mistake on your record, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. This was – I was the photographer that, that – and the answer is that's brilliant. brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Because oh, across an enormous collection with limited staff and limited time, 
we can't cover all of that detail all the time, sadly. Yeah. Um, so when we get help from the fans and from the artists and from the producers and the industry and everybody else, it's brilliant and it's the best resource that we can possibly use. And I'm glad you mentioned the open house tours and getting into the archive in inverted commas. We've just had our collection store refurbished oh. in the hope to do more tours. Yeah. Oh, um, so our recent... APAC, Australian Performing Arts Collection, storage refurbishment, um, means that we're ho- that we've got a bit of a welcome space and some screens. And there's going to be a whole section which we're calling, um, well, it's called Store A at the moment, but it's going to be a visible storage oh, wow. section. Yeah. Amazing. So there will be things that you'll be able to see, but you'll also be able to see how they're stored. That's a great point, though. How, how are these items stored, like this dress, for instance? Um this dress in particular, I did look up where is it stored because I thought they might ask about storage. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's in a drawer and it's wrapped in acid-free tissue and um, padded out because it's got lots of folds in it. And if you, we all know from folding our clothing Can and leaving it there for 10 years. Create breakage. The creases yeah. create breakage yeah. and things get brittle and so forth. Yeah. So the costumes are sometimes hung. They're sometimes packed in a drawer or in a um, polypropylene museum standard box and put on a shelf with a tag and a tracking system and, you know, all that stuff. So when did you guys come to that album? Because I assume you weren't – you must have been little children when it first came out. I was a very little child. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I still was old enough to watch video hits, watch Rage. So So you have a memory of it from when it came out? Yeah, I do have a memory of it. My main memory of that era probably would have been around, like, locomotion, I should be so lucky. But we would go over to my grandma's house every Sunday because she would do roasts and everyone would come over. And my mum's sisters who were probably around their early 20s at the time lived in a bungalow in the backyard and they would listen to In Excess, Kylie, Banana Rama. So I still remember the songs playing at that age. Didn't really take much notice of it until I was much older, but that's my connection to this particular song. I do remember the song being played on, yeah, LP all the time. I was, it was, I'm pretty sure it was a local Kmart. It was the first album I ever brought. And I remember reading the, the titles on the back and stopped at this track and completely butchered it. I think I said something oh, like really? Jeannie says Paz Pecuri or something <laughs> like that. I was 10 years old or so. Yeah, oh, right. I had we all would have no done idea. Yeah. I was like, what? What's that? What does but that mean? I then learned later that uh, <laughs> Pete oh, Waterman. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Pete Waterman, who was a uh, producer on the track, said that it was inspired by his he noticed that kids have a fascination with language and it was really interesting to hear that because that's exactly how I experienced it. I was, what is this? And and how do you say it? So once it played through, that's the song that I went to first because I wanted to know how you pronounce this mysterious thing thing. and then have realized since that that probably was the first time I ever spoke a single syllable in French. Right. Was Kylie Minogue and yeah. this song. Yeah, okay. Do you speak French? Yeah, je ne sais pas. Which me, which translates to I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Kylie had said that she thought that the song sounded very grown up when she first heard it because it had French lyrics in it. Yeah. And I think with the clip and this look as well was also, oh, she's also very grown up. And that would be very attractive, you know, yeah. after the pop songs and the Stockhead Walkman sort of very poppy teen bopper sort of image um 
with all the contemporary clothing, as we've said, yeah. to go into something like this would be completely different. And here we are thinking that this insignificant dress, yeah. that we don't know what we're going to talk about. And all of a sudden has... we don't know what we're going to talk about and we don't know who designed it and we haven't got the cardigan and we're not quite <laughs> sure about it. But that evokes all of these stories and thoughts yeah. and memories and emotions and has triggered this. connection. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's connection. connection. Yeah, it's exactly. Tingly. It's connection. It's <laughs> it is. It's good. <laughs> it's lovely. And that's what I love about sharing these stories. You do get those tingly yeah, moments as well. <laughs> So one question that I did have for you, and I'm going to speak on behalf of the entire Kylie fandom here, whether it be in Australia, <laughs> overseas, because I know a lot of them fly in and they want to go to Kylie landmarks around Melbourne and get their photos Gosh, taken. And no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so the question on all of their lips is, will there be another Kylie exhibition put on display at Art Centre Melbourne? Quite potentially. Fingers crossed. But no promises. Fingers crossed. <laughs> We are working toward a new exhibition space. It's probably I have heard about that. <laughs> six years away. We're not sure of the timelines. Um, and in that new exhibition space, Kylie would certainly need to be celebrated. Yeah, yeah. No. So if and when that pops along, we'll be. Yes, I did hear whispers, people, and it's completely um, hearsay. But yeah, with that new exhibition space, people are like. Oh yeah, I've heard that there's going to be a permanent space for it. I'm like, well, okay, that's interesting. Well, they're right. <laughs> there's going to be a permanent space for the Australian Performing Arts Collection, yep. which okay. I know you guys all think is just Kylie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to devastate you. It's not entirely the case, um, but there will be a space for the Australian Music Vault and a separate space for rotating exhibitions wow. yep. for the Australian Performing Arts Collection. Fantastic. An important part of which, obviously, is the Kylie Minogue Collection. Yeah. So, well, you know, watch this space. As yep. yep. soon as we hear, we'll be on there telling everybody. <laughs> People in the UK will be booking their plane tickets. Oh, Cleo, it's been incredible to have you with us today. And yeah, thank you so much for coming along. Oh, yeah, pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so much to learn and, and hear about and, and answer the questions that have been burning for us and for many fans, we're sure. I know, we could have talked for ages. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, it's, it's lovely to share some inside knowledge, perhaps, about the collection with everybody, all the fans and yeah. yourselves and just everyone. Yeah. Thanks for having me along. No, thank you. Thank you so much. Pleasure. And um, for everyone listening, if you're wanting to have more, 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 we just want you to join us on our next episode where we go rummaging through Kylie's wardrobe once more and we hope that you will stay with us to continue going behind the scenes. Yeah.